listen, I'm excited that we're doing another episode of Pop That Culture. I always am. But Joe just blew my mind right before we came <laughs> on because I'm going to be an aunt again. Yes. Auntie Sarah. Yes. Joe's getting a puppy. Puppy. You showed me pictures of it. It was just birthdayed. Yeah. And it's, it is so fucking small they're and like, cute. They're just like this big. Oh. But then it will be like this big. Listen. At some point. Next week or very, very soon, we're throwing up pictures of that puppy oh, on the yeah. show. We're going to put it on the big screen so oh, you all yeah. can see the puppy. Because I am so excited. Yeah. Now, sadly, at one time, hmm. you tried to have cats. Yes. And this was not working for the allergies Did in not us. work for the asthma baby. So mm. you're going with the dog yes. so that he does not have an allergic reaction. Right. But you know I love cats. Oh, yes. And I'm a cat family. Mm -hmm. So this might have been my favorite football story ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a new superstar in the league, and that is the black cat who got loose during Monday Night Football. <laughs> it was amazing. This was during gameplay, too. I think it was uh, second quarter in the end zone eventually. That cat scored a touchdown. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad this didn't happen, like, on Halloween. It would have been so, so perfect. It was close enough, though. It was really close. There were still trunk or treats happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Come exactly. on. So it was uh, Giants-Cowboys, and, I mean, they were just, it looked like, uh, you know, Keystone Cops. Like, do 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 just people running around trying to get this. Speed up the film. Yeah, exactly. But the amazing part about this was they were still doing play-by-play for this cat. And the best call came actually from the radio play-by-play. -play. So if you didn't hear it, it, here it is with the visuals so you can enjoy Black Cat during Monday Night Football. I love, I, he got a sponsor in there. Right. At some point. I mean, this guy was incredible. Clearly, the people that uh, were chasing the cat, not cat owners, because all they had right. to do was just open up the front door to the stadium, and no matter where the cat was in the stadium, <laughs> it would just make its way out. Next thing you know, it would be their Browns game. Does nobody has a piece of string while they're down? Right. Like, all you get is just, or like a, a laser? Yeah, the, the riding crop with the feather on <laughs> yeah. it. Just oh my God, that cat would have been totally captured right away. Right. If you had any of the above things. So there was an explanation. Um, somebody tweeted, asked building security about the black cat on the field. Apparently there are some resident stray cats at MetLife, hmm. and they usually come out after the game because people feed them, um, and they live in the bleachers. Right. And I wonder which... Do the, does Brian Setzer live in like the club level, <laughs> or does, is he a bleacher cat? He's, no, I see he's okay. a bleacher cat. All right, just yeah. making sure. Of all the stray cats, he's a bleacher cat. Um, and they said that they think that this one got startled by the fan noise. But I'm thinking, if you're a stray cat living in those bleachers, mm -hmm. you know that life. You know that you know those right. sounds. Why would you get startled at that point? You know, I, I think. <laughs> I think there's a conspiracy going on here. Somebody it's let that cat loose on the, the field. The cat killed Epstein. 
That is a I'm fact. Just say. I'm blaming the cat. <laughs> it was not a suicide. The cat totally <laughs> shanked him somehow. I don't know. <laughs> but the uh, people in MetLife Stadium did say that um, they he disappeared under a seating section. So they were chasing, 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 and then he, you know, he went out the tunnel, and then he disappeared again in the seating section. But once they are able to find the cat, they are going to take him to the vet, get him checked out, and maybe put this baby up for adoption. So. Well, you know what? If he's a mouser, you know, like everybody has, like you know, somebody that has like a barn knows somebody that has a barn cat. Yeah. And you know, they're very useful. I mean, as long as you don't let the feral colony get out of control. Right. You know, they're usually happy. They, you know, especially if you potty train them. <laughs> you, you ever see a potty train? Yes, you can. Oh no, I mean you can potty train a cat, but I don't think you're going to be able to potty train a, a barn. You're not going to convince a barn cat to use a toilet. Or a urinal? How about a urinal? Maybe. Okay. They seem more like urinal types. <laughs> right. Well, they have the auto flushes now. You just have to move the tail. <laughs> and just... So what I love is that I mean people went nuts for this cat. Mm -hmm. They loved it. It was like the highlight. Everybody wants them on their fantasy football team. <laughs> like, they are flipping loving this little black stray cat. And I was, listen, this happened Monday night. By Tuesday, I want to say by like noon, mm -hmm. ESPN already had a mini documentary out about this cat. They put together a mockumentary about this cat from the time it was on Monday Night Football to, I mean, they didn't have that many hours, and they got some big people to appear in it. Right. I don't know how they shot this thing so fast. You know, you have to be that way now in viral marketing. That's true. Just like the guy that, that got hit by the ball in the World Series. Oh, you're right. There was a Bud, a Bud Light commercial within 24 hours. Oh he ended up at the next game of the World <laughs> Series. They were handing out T-shirts with him on it. It was just like amazing. Like you watch the timeline. So soon, like video and social media people will be like first responders. They'll be like, you know, in, in the social media station, the alarm will sound. They'll wake up, <laughs> slide down the pole. Exactly. You got to post them. Then you're going to make a video. Get this casted now. It's, ah! it's so true. Are they going to like pre-make certain pieces that, that you know how they have things for celebrities that are on like Celebrity Death Watch? Yes. Like they already have some stuff ready to go just in right. case. <laughs> like. Well, in case some sort of an animal gets yeah. on the field, let's have some uh, stuff already well, ready. You can go. do the voiceover without the subject in it, no, right? It's true, so, like, yeah. you know, you'll have you know a famous A-lister going, "I can't believe that this cat <laughs> ran onto it's the a totally field." Separate voice. <laughs> yeah, just have it overdubbed in a, in China. It's like a right, or like a regular person voice, and then James Earl Jones cat. <laughs> so, so this is not as good as that. However. I mean, props to you, ESPN. Here is the mini documentary on Monday Night Football, Black Cat. Eight-second 40-yard dash. And almost threw my hot dog at the screen. Being such a natural talent, some scouts worried about his work ethic. Like somebody almost questioned his competitiveness, which was an absolute joke. But the cat only used those doubts as motivation. I got a chance to work out with him. I thought that I was in shape and I was going to be able to hang with him. I ended up throwing up in a workout. <laughs> He'll go down as one of the greatest players this sport has ever seen. I had as much fun coaching him. The Cat, a football life. The Cat. Right. What?
Somebody like name him T'Challa, please. Oh, T'Challa, that's name a T'Challa. good name. That is a good name. I like it. Well, you know, like I said, they're going to try and uh, catch him in the stadium and find a way so that he can be adopted. What, what if he has season tickets? Name, then someone can name him T'Challa. Okay. What if he, what did you say about What tickets? if he has season tickets? <laughs> what if he's just a season ticket holder who got a little loaded, a little had, we know catnip I think is legal in New York. It's a catnip. If you watch yeah. cats on catnip, I mean, they are legitimately yeah. high. That is 100% yeah. giving drugs to you. Maybe cats. he went to a catnip dispensary in halftime. Right. Is, it, is it legal at MetLife Stadium? I'm I not think even it sure. is. Like, how much can you carry before I, they're saying, like, well, you know, intent to destroy <laughs> Oh, you, can have the, you can't have the actual plants. Right. But you can have the oil derived right. from catnip in edibles. I like it. There's CBD and then there's cat something. Yeah, CAT. <laughs> Uh, now, there seems to be a trend going around. Also, this was another uh, big thing happening on a Monday, hmm. which was the birth, uh, birthday of Matthew McConaughey. He's 50. Right, I'm right, 50. Right. I keep getting older, and they stay the same age. I, so yeah. he is 50, and for some reason, because I want to say right around her 50th birthday as well is when Jennifer Aniston decided she wanted to get on Instagram. So late, <laughs> late in life, same thing with Will Smith, all of them right. like, right, like late 40s, early 50s, all of these celebrities who wanted nothing to do with social media in the past are like, Instagram, I will give you a try. I don't know what's convincing them now. I don't know if it's because other mm. celebrities that they didn't think would get into social media because they had, maybe they feel like, okay, it's okay for me to put my toe in and see if I like it. It's, their, it's probably the publicist. Yeah, if you, if you don't do that now, yeah, you're not going to be relevant to millennials. <gasps> but that was something they could have said years ago. Like, they should have been on the social media train so, so mm. long ago. I don't mm. know, like, why it's okay and it's cool now. Well, you know, it's like going to Old Country Buffet. I normally sit, <laughs> I normally sit in the restaurant for a good hour or two before I go get food just to make sure nobody's dropped dead of salmonella or that's anything good, like that. That's a good yeah. plan. Nobody's kind of rushing to the bathroom, like kind of clutching their butt. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, it's okay to eat here. Cool. So a lot of these, you know, big movie stars, like they, they try and be so careful in interviews and they try and not say the wrong thing. And so maybe they know that social media is sort of an arena where they could make some mistakes. Mm. So they want to be really careful about it. And uh, Matthew McConaughey feels like one of those people <laughs> who could make some mistakes. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know what? I, I think by starting your career off by starring in Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation, he could only go up. Him, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. It's Zellweger's was in it, yeah. Is in, in their first starring roles in a feature film. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next the Generation. The Next Generation. Yeah. There was some They're guy, still crazy. There, yeah, there was a guy with a banana clip and a chainsaw <laughs> just chasing them around. Yeah. Let's eat these people. Make it so. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, for his 50th birthday this week, on Monday, Matthew McConaughey posted his first video to the gram. And here is how that went. Um, look, this is my first venture into sharing myself and my views with the world and I'm a little bit nervous about it um, because quite frankly I, I'm, I'm I'd like I know I want to have a monologue I'm not sure I want to have the dialogue <laughs> but I've learned that you got to have the dialogue to 
have the monologue just as you have to have a monologue to have the dialogue. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing who I am with you. I'm looking forward to seeing if, uh, if who I am translates, if what I want to share translates, if it tickles your funny bone, if it makes you think a second, if it makes your heart swell up a little bit, if it makes you take a quiet moment for a walk and go, I got to check in with the M and the E. Hopefully all those things. Let's have some fun with it though. And let's, let's again, let's keep the high eye, not the low eye. High eye. High eye, not the low eye. <laughs> what? Is that, is that? The show's up here, people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Surprised you didn't shoot it in a Lincoln. Right, oh. You know what, you know what disturbs me about that Lincoln commercial? That looks like he's rolling boogers in one of them? Yes, but not that one. He's basically, he's having a party. Yeah. And in the middle of the party, he, he gets up to have a joy ride in his Lincoln. <laughs> See you later. Like, screw you guys, eating my food, drinking my drinks. I'm gonna jump in my Lincoln. I'm not driving it because it's cool. Driving it because I like the car. Um, yeah, so I can only imagine what's going to come out of that brain and that mouth mm. now that he's allowing himself to do videos for right. Instagram. That's I think it'll be, be good. It's going to be. It's going to be entertaining. I know that much. It's going to be entertaining. So I will take that. Now I will say, I, for many many years, have always found of all of the pieces of Saturday Night Live, mm. I have always found Weekend Update entertaining. Yes. Even if the episode kind of sucks or they had a bunch of lame sketches or whatever, usually the writing is sharper and better right. during Weekend Update. Yeah, I tend to find that about basically any type of programming that takes current events and then kind of has a little bit of fun with them you know uh, on camera. You're so right, Yeah, Joe. You're I mean, so right. I would love to be involved with something that does that. Wouldn't Me you, Sarah? Too. I would. Yeah. I would. Let's oh, make great. that happen. Awesome. Um, so Michael Che and Colin Jost are the current hosts of Weekend Update on SNL. I find both of them funny, but mm -hmm. Che has been taking some heat lately. Woo! Well, Che is definitely the edgier of yes. the two. Yes. And even if no. you watch a stand-up... Colin, Colin Jost <laughs> is know. literally a piece of white bread. Like, right, he, right. so if this be... were a cop movie, Colin Jost would be the naive, but not streetwise cop <laughs> yes. from Iowa who learns the mean streets of Baltimore with Michael Che, yeah. who's been on the beat for years, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Che, Che's got some edgier comedy, and a lot of times his jokes, I don't know if they write their jokes separately. Hmm. Like, do they only write the, the jokes for themselves and then the other person, or do they write just for the Weekend Update in general and whoever takes which one? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what I, they should do I is they should have a Google Doc, and the night before <laughs> the Weekend up. Update, they should be on the phone together discussing topics. Right? Yes. I find that that's a really <laughs> yeah. uh, clear-cut system that people want to use. Yeah. That. It works out really well. Mm. Um, no, actually, you know what? I get the feeling that they, they only write their own material. Right. And um, so I'm, I'm siding with Michael Che on this one. <laughs> I don't see why people are losing their S about this. Like, well. I, so, ex except for one thing, except for one thing. So he was doing a story that was about a 67-year-old woman who gave birth. That's not natural. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of sorcery was used, but that's a, that is a miracle. Um, but, you know, I mean, she's legitimately a senior citizen. Right. Jokes about an older woman that age having a baby. I, I don't know. Did, I did just, Medicare cover it? I, don't know. 
I'm just like, right? Does AARP, like, you know. Oh, you know they send her coupons for something for that. Right? Yeah. I started like, getting coupons for AARP, like, in my 30s. Yeah. I don't so know what's up with that. When you go to the strip mall to buy stuff, do you park in the newborn mother spot or in the blue spot? I don't know. I don't know. Do you bring coupons for both sets of diapers for yourself and you the baby? Are, oh, David. Or you're do they right. have a one size fits most? <laughs> for diapers. Yeah, all you do is put longer Velcro on it. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so the only reason where I can see where he sort of dug himself a hole here mm. is that clearly he tried to get some jokes past the censors and they said no. <laughs> and then he went on Saturday Night Live and did those jokes anyway. Sixty-seven-year-old woman in China gave birth this week. The birth set a record for most friction. <laughs> see, see, you guys don't realize it, but that joke took me like four hours to write. <laughs> I had much better punchlines, but the fellows at NBC Standards said they were all too dirty. <laughs> like, at first I was going to say, well, I hope that kid likes his milk chalky. <laughs> They said, you can't say that on TV. It was my second favorite punchline. My first favorite being, she can breastfeed just by standing over the crib. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Oh, NBC said, too gross, which is ridiculous. Too gross would be like if I said, doctors described the birth as, quote, like pulling a penny out of a wad of gum. Now that's too gross. Even I wouldn't tell that joke on TV. Okay, the the penny joke at the end was a lot. Like that was <laughs> there might have been a line and you know crossed it. But I don't know. The he hope he likes his milk chalky. She could breastfeed him just leaning over the crib. I mean, I, I laughed. I thought that I, was funny. You know what? I think you know. In most cases, I prefer to be. Kind of respectful. Do you? Yeah, I mean, you Do know my you? sense of humor. It's, and, uh, and, and, it's, a, it's right about there. If, if you're the person <laughs> out there watching this podcast right now, yeah. uh, thanks, mom. Um, so true. You know, you know that I like to push the boundaries, and I think anybody that does this type of thing feels better when you push boundaries. Otherwise, you're just kind of going through the motions. Sure. Michael Che likes to push the boundaries, and I think in this particular case, just like you said, it's like it's a 67 year old woman giving birth. She she is. I there, it's a fact of gravity that those boobs are going right. to be hanging a little bit lower. Right. Hashtag. So <laughs> when you lean over, they might reach further than they used yeah. to. When you're young, that's just facts. And and you know what? And you want to delve deeper into this? Here's what my thoughts on this whole topic was because I saw this same story yeah. over the weekend, and I'm like, wait a minute. So either a younger gentleman mm -hmm. can help conceive this, or somebody a little bit more experienced in life. Popped a Viagra and went to town. Those are the two things that happened, right? I don't know how they made this magic happen. I mean, it gives me hope that maybe when I'm 50, I can start having babies. Well, but listen, so. as far as the humor goes, some of the reaction, uh, Michael Che gets an F.U. He's misogynist and ageist and unfunny. I... I just, I didn't see that as necessarily misogyny. I'm you know what? I, I, it really is, and I hate to start sounding like people that I sometimes criticize, but we are getting to the point where you can't laugh at anything anymore. Right? Really. I mean, 
it, it's just if you can't have a laugh out of something like that, and I you get know. it. Everyone has a different line, mm-hmm. and everyone is sensitive. You know, everyone thinks things are funny until it directly affects them, right? Or it's something that's you know their tender point. And so I get it. Your line is going to be different than my line, but I did not see this one as something that would cause a hubbub. That this well, day, that people somewhere would... there is a rather large building with a giant table in the middle of it and a giant screen, and they call it the Social Hall of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's just people just waiting for something to happen. Oh, the printout God. scrolls up, and oh. and then they jump into action. Ooh, now listen, uh, speaking hmm. of the Social Hall of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you may have remembered, uh, last Christmas, people were very unhappy, finally realizing, really maybe the last two or three years. Yeah. Everybody just got woke. They did. <laughs> you know? That the song, Baby It's Cold Outside perhaps in its time was dandy and fine and it's a classic Christmas yeah. song. When you listen to it through a modern lens and particularly as the whole Me Too thing was happening, mm-hmm. people were like, wow, that girl said no a lot in that song. Right. And at one point she said, what's, what's in, in this my drink? drink? <laughs> this could sound problematic. Yeah. It's a very Mad Men Christmas. It is. So uh, some radio stations ended up saying uh, in our Christmas lineup for our Christmas songs, this song we are no longer going to play. Right. And there were people on both sides of the issue on this. Some thought, you know, you're crazy and you're being too sensitive and you don't understand that in the context of when the song was written, that's not what he's saying and it's totally fine. And then other people were like, you know what, it's offensive and it's okay for us to realize that things we thought were okay in the past are not Mm -hmm. okay going forward into the future. However, uh, two people from The Voice and superstars in their own right, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson, got together to do a remake of that song. Mm -hmm. But they changed the lyrics to Baby It's Cold Outside. And uh, you got, what will my friends think? I think they should rejoice. If I have one more drink, it's your body and your choice. It's become an after-school special. I mean... That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, just, totally. Just don't, either play it or don't play it. But don't try and change the song to make it sound cool and PC because well, that is dumb. I, I think, you know, stupid. if you like, the, here's the thing. If you like the song, you, it's possible to like the song and not really know what it's about or nor condone, you know, the message of the song, right? Well, the song wasn't written with that intent. Well, no, we know that or maybe we... Well, <laughs> but it can, I, I don't... I can clearly see how it can be taken that way. Right. So I feel like people can make their own choice about it. I feel like this was a bit of a weird step. His heart was in the right place. Right. Heart heart was in the right place, John Legend. But uh, uh, no, these lyrics are just, just quit it. Just don't. Eventually this song will just kind of go away as kind of like this archaic kind of thing. It might, yeah. I mean. I don't know. We will see. uh, Now. I also am not happy about what Krispy Kreme did recently. There was an enterprising student trying to mm-hmm. pay his way through school. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he was an accounting major. I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, in his area, in Minnesota, there are no Krispy Kremes. Right. So he would drive 270 miles right. to a Krispy Kreme in Iowa buy up a bunch of the donuts, go back to Minnesota, and sell them for a slight profit. Not right. even that much of a profit, but right. enough. To cover his gas, his time, yeah. Yeah, and a little bit towards his student debts or whatever. And things were going fine until a local newspaper decided to write a human interest story about the uh, student. And then once it got on the interwebs, 
all of a sudden the people at Krispy Kreme were like, I'm sorry, what? He is selling our products for a profit? We need to shut this student down. How, how do you do that, by the way? They wrote you, him a letter. He, it's not like, well, how do you see in decent? He's not like repackaging them and calling right. them like they Krusty Creams. They don't have stores in that state. Maybe he's spelling Krispy and Cream the right way, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> but this guy's got his hustle on. I mean, most other savvy, savvy. Yes. Savvy um, companies uh-huh. would take this as an opportunity right. to show you what people would go through to get Krispy Kremes. Which, they got so much backlash that I think they're kind of, you know, doing that pedal. Right. And they have put out uh, um, some uh, statements now to say, like, well, you know what, we're going to look into this because he is a, you know, a young, enterprising student and we believe in, in you know, that kind of business savvy or whatever, so they are walking back. Yeah. <laughs> Too late, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> the damage is done. Yes. How, how would you enforce that? Like, what what law are they setting that he's breaking that he can't sell know. Krispy Kremes over Take state lines? Krispy I, Kreme checkpoints, David. What is the matter with you? Come on. It's like, guys, there's a Krispy Kreme checkpoint. Build a wall around but Minnesota. Right? Yeah. Right. Stuff it in your shirt. Yeah. Make it look like a belly. Krispy Kreme mule. Hey, where have you stored that Krispy Kreme? It's, 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 it's reversed. The dogs are walking cops around the car to smell the donuts. <laughs> David. He wins the day. Oh my God, we're done. We'll see you yes. later. Bye bye. Have a great that's week, everybody. We'll see you later. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> now, you have had. I feel like you've had an incident, right, where you've hit a deer, or a deer's come up and hit you. Has that happened uh, to you it's, before? It's both. Okay. But I've then one. I pulled over one day and arm wrestled the deer. Did, oh. oh, I lost. They will f you up. Like, yeah. Deer don't play. No, they, they are, don't. They, they don't. They are stronger than. Yeah. So anytime I've ever seen photographic evidence after a crash involving a deer, it is amazing right. how much damage they will do to the front end of your car. Like and there was a, probably about eight or nine years ago on I ninety four just outside of Battle Creek or something like a semi hit a deer. It went airborne and killed somebody <gasps> driving in the opposite lane. Come I mean, on. that is what deer do. What? Right? How? I mean, and it, you start with deer, and by the way, you, you, like, you get to fa and da and all those other notes, you're screwed. You're done. You were trying to sing. And I that was, was very. Yeah. Listen, Julie Andrews, I was picking I, up what you were laying You know down, what? I, he, he had cops on a leash. He won. I, yeah, you no, know, yeah. You I, can't get, it's hard to, you David, can't, you're not going to top David today. I am so not, flummoxed right now by that amazing happen. execution yeah. right now. I can't even continue. No, but who was flummoxed? I do what I can. Who was flummoxed were the paramedics that showed up after a girl called in and said, oh, I've been in an accident. Mm. I hit a deer. She told the people when she was on the line, listen, um, I'm in a, I mean, it was kind of a Halloween costume, kind of a promotional costume because mm-hmm. her school was doing a play version of the scary movie Carrie. Right. Stephen not King. A, not a off-Broadway musical. <laughs> right. Damn. And um, so she was full costume, full blood, full everything. Mm-hmm. And then she just so happened to get in this accident. So <laughs> when the paramedics show up, uh, this is what they see. Bam! They're like, holy gee, my lord, get the stretchers and the mops, and we gotta get some oxygen on this chick. Like, Did your airbags go off? Right! <laughs> oh, air, aside from deer, airbags also will mush oh, you yeah. up. Like, I mean, they save your life, but they will also crack a skull. Um, so, yeah, so they were, the paramedics were freaking out when they saw this girl and it took everybody a while to get on the same page like it's a costume it's a costume it's a costume i'm okay this is not <laughs> my blood 
laughing. Excuse me, it's pig's blood. No, but so they actually ended up like, getting a good laugh out of it. It made their night, Joe. Right. It made their night. Well, you know, that reminds me. One time that I saw you right around Halloween was that you were at a certain radio station mm -hmm. where you were on in the morning. Yes. And there was a big Halloween party at Clutch Cargo. I remember because I saw you there and I had my head on a silver platter yes. costume. Yes. So later on, it's like Michelle and I had just started dating at that point. <laughs> later on, we ended up at another bar, but I took the costume off, but I still had the stain from the blood around my <laughs> neck. And people at the bar were like, are you home? Hey, Joe. what's the matter with you? Can I get you some help? And I'm like, I look at the mirror. I'm like, oh, sorry. There's a giant paper cut on your neck. <laughs> um, we have a, a couple of things to be proud of. Yes, Michigan. For the state of Michigan, kind of. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, there's, according to a new survey, which, by the way, is from alcohol.org. I didn't even know that was a page. During the, <laughs> during the hard and good work of the, yes. those dark dot org. It's better than alcohol.edu. Right. right? <laughs> so they did a very, very unscientific survey where they talked to like, I don't know, 2,500 people right. to figure out who has the best uh, alcohol tolerance, beer right. tolerance. To come to find out, our state of Michigan has the second highest beer tolerance in the United States of America. It would have been the first if they would have done the survey at Hopcat. Right? right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, they basically just ask people, like, how many drinks does it take before you would consider mm. yourself drunk or you start to feel drunk? Right. And in our great state of Michigan, people said a little over four. You get me past three, things mm. are happening. Like, I don't, I mean. <laughs> like, what things are happening, Sarah? It depends on the night and who's there. But <laughs> a little over four for them to finally feel drunk. So we were number two. Let's see, who was number one? It was Arizona. Arizona was the only state to beat us as far as tolerance. But you'd have to, to show your papers. Right. Right? Yes, like, Are exactly. you drunk? Yes, well, show your papers to prove it. <laughs> uh, the state with the lowest tolerance, lowest tolerance according to itself, mm. Hawaii. Can't hold their beer in Hawaii. They're, they're just happy all the time. They don't need, they're high on life in Hawaii. They don't need the... Uh... I think with all those coconut drinks. <laughs> <laughs> What's in there? Just coconut? Jeez. Oh, and then the other thing for our fine state to be proud of is that at a hockey game in Kalamazoo, we they were may, just there. may or may not, it looks like they did, but they have to get the official numbers and have the Guinness people say, yes, right. this is true. They may have set a record for the largest lightsaber battle at a sporting event. You know, it's not really a lightsaber battle until somebody loses an arm. <laughs> so there were an estimated 5,000 people who were fighting. So the game was sold out and the stadium seats more than 5,000. Mm. So they're thinking that they had that many people doing it, but they had to send photographs and video evidence oh. and that whole thing to the Guinness people. But uh, we should be able to hear in two weeks whether this was real deal or not. There were actually, um, just in May, was when the current record was set, and that was 3,860. Wow. I feel like we've got them beat. I, yeah, I think we got them beat. And then next week we'll go for the force choking record in a hockey game. <laughs> That'll be easier to count because all you have to do is just get the bodies. So if you've ever oh, wanted no. to see the Kalamazoo Wings fans going nuts with lightsaber battles, nearly 5,000 people mm. having a lightsaber battle, we are going to say goodbye. We will see you next week mm -hmm. with puppy pictures for yeah. Joe. I'm so excited. And you can enjoy the lightsaber battle. Bye.